Welcome to Radio Primavera Sound. Uh, we're here with none other than Chloe Tevenin. I hope I've said that all right. Uh, A.K.A. Chloe, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Did I say your name? Okay. Yes, lovely, very nice. <laughs> Chloe Tevenin or Chloe is nice. <laughs> Those years of learning French paid off at <laughs> last, finally. So, you, you've been DJing, producing for many 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 years um and your first ep was released in 2002 how do you keep that enthusiasm and inspiration going that's a good question i did i don't even know myself really but it's just like when i started i didn't mean really to be a dj and to continue this um, job for so many years i didn't plan really but it was a time there was not so much uh to do with the, the electronic scene. It was very small and very enthusiastic. And there were a few labels that were so exciting and discovering the music was like such a cool thing. So then I was touring and uh, meeting the real people, the real producers, the real DJs, uh, you know, and then you make grow um, um, like, a, like a scene like this and uh, then I was inviting also some artists uh, in Paris and uh, like started to have uh, residencies also outside of, um, of Paris and, uh, and then had remixes and diverse projects and probably because of my albums this brought me also in some other fields like because my album are probably a little bit more sometimes slower and goes into some other fields so I got some other projects like doing music for movies or choreographic dance shows or I don't know it's just this is the way it is I mean the the mode goes and I meet some people and then there's some project going on and I'm here still today <laughs> because you're you're a guitar pl- guitar player and musician right I would not say really I'm a musician because I mean I started to play the guitar before electronic music so I like to play guitar but I'm, I, I don't consider really myself as a musician because I don't have this uh, basic um, the, ba- the, the real basic things that you learn in a conservatory conservatoire I didn't got it I mean I just um, I'm an autodidact somehow so um I mean, I'm working with a musician uh, at the moment, with a marimba player called Vasilena Serafimova, and she's uh, really from classical class and everything. So I would definitely not consider myself as a musician, but even, but I, I, I really love music and I have my sense of uh, doing music and making it. Yes. What's it like working with someone classical? Uh, like that I mean do they is it hard for them to adapt to the sort of the world of electronic music to the demands of the dance floor or or do you meet halfway or how does it go Uh, it was kind of hard at the real beginning to understand ourselves because we don't have the same way of speaking you know like she's um, technically like she's really speaking with um, notes and degrees and like she has really this uh technical uh, language that I don't have. I mean, I have a little bit, but don't, not so much. So maybe it took us a while to understand and find a level to understand each other. 
So now, only with the eyes, we can understand each other. Like, she makes big eyes when it's not good. <laughs> and I make big eyes. This is basically the, th the thing. <laughs> but the, then after, it's just a question of flow. So because I'm, I've been working with her since two years now, I think we really found a cool uh, balance. Uh, and um, she really brings something really interesting in the harmony and developing developing the arrangements and which is really helpful for me and brings me in other like in some other fields and I probably bring her sometimes into something more radical also and there are some stuff that we can do um, I mean, for example, what is close between her instruments and electronic music is um, this repetitive uh, thing. Uh, this is like electronic music, but it's also it's also close to contemporary music, like this Steve Reich style. And so we found this kind of ideas like this, repetitive, and we just work around this always and try to develop something around it. So this is a special, especially the thing we're doing, actually. And you collaborate a lot. How, what's the secret to a good collaboration? Uh, first is to have a cool person uh, and someone who leaves you the space, but also that uh, bring something um, so it's a very it's a very specific balance um, like if if someone takes too much space space there's definitely no space for someone else so it's not possible to collaborate I mean I don't know how to how to do it um, so yes it's um, first it's a real question of um, like how you feel it like when you when you speak so and then it depends also of the project, and if uh, it depends also of how long you cons you you consider like it's gonna take. So trying always to find a balance to find uh, ways to make collaborations, but also to make my solo projects and to find time for a lot of different things like also doing remixes, which is really ex exciting also for me. So I'm always trying to find the balance to have some time to do my solo stuff, yes. We're going to play a song, um, and I want to play uh, the song, the one song you would play of yours to explain what it is you do. Like, if you had to explain it to my mum and dad, what you did, you'd be like, all right, this is the song. Like, I, I find, what do you mean? Well, if someone, you know, let's say you're at a party, right, with people you don't know, and so they're like... Oh, what do you do? And you say, I'm a musician, DJ, producer, composer. They're like, oh, okay, what, what, what song should we play? What song would you get out on your phone to play to them so they would understand? You mean a, a track by me? Yes. Okay, so I would choose maybe The Dawn, my track taken from the album, which was also a single, single remixes, remixed by Dixon. But the yeah the original version maybe because there's a actually it's funny because I when I produced this song it was just before I met Vasilena who who I have the project with this duo with uh, and she's a marimba player and I was using some samples of marimba so it was really coming at the right moment and probably because this this kind of acoustic sound mixed with uh, electronic so maybe this would be like some track that could be uh, interesting to hear. 
Well, I'm going to I'm going to ask you a question. I'm I'm sure you've been asked hundreds of times, but I'm going to go for it anyway. I'm afraid. Um, your your very first EP, track one, side one, uh, featured a song called "I Hate Dancing." <laughs> Do you really hate dancing? <laughs> It's a long time that uh, I haven't heard this question actually because this track is for since uh, was released a long time ago. Um, at that time, I I do like dance to dance, but I prefer to make dance people actually. But when I released this EP, it was a time where probably it was uh, the time where French touch was still uh, going on, and all everything was very. All the words and lyrics and everything was very positive and somehow I liked to find um, um, a name that was probably going the other side. So maybe that was kind of a little uh, uh, trick I was doing. Um, that was not really serious, of course, just to make things clear in case you're afraid I'm not, I don't like to dance. <laughs> Were you always that person at parties that was putting the music on in the corner rather than dancing, though? Uh, you mean when I was a kid or something like this? Yeah, I always liked uh, doing, uh, putting some uh, music at some, uh, like, but fun music, you know, not really like uh, uh, smart music. <laughs> I, I still like to play some uh, silly music uh, in some uh, small parties, but it's something else. Silly music. What do you mean? No, like the, the hits from the eighties or something like this that are not on, not really silly. Actually, they are some really cool stuff. But yes. <laughs> what eighties hit would you put on if we were having a party now? Um, Big in Japan, for example. <laughs> or um, I don't know, uh, Human League, which is cool, still good today. You can still play that at a club, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I still play some of them uh, regularly. I like to. I mean, the, the, it's it was used by they they used to use the um, also some synthesizers that we use as producers also and still today and like there also this uh, um, TR TR eight oh eight or all this stuff that we like to. Uh, to use also nowadays in our production. So it's kind of close, yes, it's kind of very inspiring. They were kind of an inspiration in my um, process of uh, making music and producing and make dance the, the productions. Yes, I really, really love it, actually. In 2010, your uh, album One in Other was nominated for the Victoire de la Musique. Is that like the sort of French Mercury Music Prize? What 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 is it? Maybe yes. Um, it's a, it's a prize <laughs> in France. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was it was cool because I mean, electronic music was not really uh, it was big, but not so big. So it was something else going on uh, uh, for me. Like uh, it was going. Uh, more in something mainstream somehow but uh, yeah was really happy to be nominated did it bring you to a new audience mm, not really i mean um, i i didn't feel a big change <laughs> but uh, yeah it's uh, just 
like interesting. Maybe there was another audience, but I don't know really. <laughs> In 2015, you launched Lumière, Lumière Noire. Um, on Discogs, it says that it is uh, a creative entity pitched somewhere between a club night and a record label. Um, wh what do you mean by that? Is it more than a, more than a label? More than a club, some, some synthesis between the two, or is it just that you do the two things? I do the two things, but actually, uh, I, wa I was, I, I mean, I'm a resident DJ in Paris at Rex Club, and I just changed my the name of my nights a few years ago, and I changed it to Lumière Noire because I wanted to have a, like a French name, create a new identity graphic with a new graphic design, something new. Because I was feeling I wanted to start something new. So first it was a night, actually. It's just the night name changed at my party at Rex Club. And then after, it became a label. But So that's why. It started as a more like a nightclub, a club night, sorry. And then it became a label. So that's the main reason it's pitched somewhere between nightclub and labels. So we're going to play another piece of music. Um, you do the Lumière Noire club night. What is the anthem of that club night? The one track that you play that's like, okay, this is Lumière Noire. And there's one track I really love from Ile Vilaine, French artist called Surf Rider. It was kind of our little hit. Um, and so, and I really love those guys. So I'm, yeah, I'm still playing it sometimes. So it's called Surf, Surf, Surf Rider. And they're also on the label, of course. Yes, they did two EPs on the labels. Let's hear it.
so briefly, you have um, a sort of label showcase uh, on our radio station that we very much enjoy. Um, could you sort of briefly explain what the idea is? Well, I'm really happy and proud to be uh, like to have uh, Lumière Noire uh, as a resident of. Uh, on the radio so thank you very much for this offer first of all and um, yes the idea is to propose some uh, to invite some artists that uh, I really love and that have different facets uh, for example there's this artist like Soutia Guitires who came recently to make a radio show with you and he's really interesting because I like the fact that he's flirting between electronic music uh, rock, indie, pop. There's something that I really like. I mean, as a performer, he's really like, he has something really deep that I, I really love. And I think he's this kind of guy that is really interesting to, to hear. I mean, as a person, of course, but also musically. And uh, recently there was this artist called Jonathan Fitouti, just recently. And uh, I mean, he's someone that... Um, who is really interesting. I mean, as a producer, he did some releases on the, uh, on the Versatile Records, which is a very nice label from Gilbert that uh, I really liked since the real beginning. And Jonathan did uh, uh, a track for the label last year that was released on our label compilation called From Above. And so he has another facet that I really like. And I mean, this is... His music is more like um, um, cinematographic, I would say. Um, it reminds me the music, for example, of the remake of Solaris, um, which um, is something really repetitive and super nice. And so he has a, something really interesting that I like. I mean, that goes also with the label. There's this other facets that it's not only club, it's not only club focused, but it's really open. But I feel there's a connection between someone like Soutia Guterres and Jonathan Fitoussi, or other artists like Ile Vilaine, for example, or uh, Inigo Vontier, or yes. I think each artist has this multi facets that I really like and they are personally also super nice guys. If I make that Jonathan Fiduti mix is the absolute essence of summer. It's lovely. <laughs> yes, it's the kind of summer maybe with uh, the dawn and uh, yes. <laughs> uh, you talked about, you just mentioned sort of filmic soundtrack music. Um, you have worked on soundtrack music previously um am i right in saying that um visuals are important for you with with music yes i mean when i produce music i see music as images i mean it's abstract images of course but the sound is like you know you have the first plan and then the second plan and the third plan and the sound is paced like this in somehow somehow so and I like, usually, I often find names that are connected somehow with images. And uh, actually, even the label is uh, something with a uh, light and image, because it's Lumière Noire, which literally means uh, black light. 
So yes, this this kind of uh, interaction with light and image that I, I find really interesting. So yes. And your most recent album, uh, Endless Revision. Well, not quite the most recent because there was a live album. But anyway, the the most recent studio album, um, the image was very important for it, right? Yes, the image was uh, done by um, the artist photographer called Noemi Goudal. She, um, I mean the, I mean the image of the cover art. Uh, she's a photo. She's a French photographer that is really interesting and that I really find an echo with my music because she makes. Uh, she finds architectures in some photographies, and there's something a little bit surrealistic and. Um, and somehow it evokes something with my own music also because there's kind of uh, architecture also with the sound. So there's this kind of uh, echo that I find. And uh, recently, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, she was invited in a festival in Rouen where I curated the festival and she made a piece, some pieces of the image of the album in the in the place where there was the festivals and actually it was two years now this album was released and there's there, there was this festival so i was really happy to see in real this piece of uh, art she did uh, in the desert of california that was in rouen for the festival we're going to play a track from that album um i'm gonna tell you my favorite and we'll see if you if you agree. We'll play that. My favorite is now. I don't know if it should be party monster or party moonster, as that's literally how it's written. Um, is, that, is it party monster or moonster? Moonster. Why? Uh, it's uh, another little trick name, you know. I hate dancing, and now we like many years later party moonster. It's a little monst- mo- monster, actually. Can we play that one? Definitely. Please do. Right, party Moonster. Love me too 
Chloe with Party Moonster. It is Moonster, she's confirmed, not Monster. I had that had me wondering for a while. I want to ask about that song. So, um, for me, what I really, really like about that song is it is a sort of, you could dance to it, but it's really mournful, really sad. Was that deliberate? I mean, do you find it a sad song? I never find my music sad, but I mean, I can understand if you say this, say this because it's subjective. I mean, everyone has it, its own word to describe music. I, 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 don't, I don't make music like, uh, oh, I'm going to make a track that is going to be sad. So maybe it's a little bit mellow, but for me, it's, uh, there's always a little bit of cynism inside it because the, the lyrics are very basic and it says like love me do love me do and there's something that reminds me a little bit i was connected more with the beatles you know there's this love love me do and there was something like i was kind of joking with this kind of little lyrics but as the track is very basic and very simple i find it funny to just um for me, I mean, this is the story, but it doesn't. Maybe you won't hear it, you know. But this is my story. <laughs> so, again, talking about that track, the term is quite ambiguous because you know, um, a party monster can be someone who absolutely loves partying or quite happy. And there's also, I think that that film called Party Monster about um, New York rave scene where he ended up killing someone. I don't remember the specifics. But again, what did you mean by the the title? There's this, as as you just said, there's this kind of um, ambiguity and ambivalence and uh, there's this kind of opposition also. Maybe it's, there's always this kind of opposition always in my music and, or, you know, the label name is like, uh, there's Lumière, Noir, which is uh, light and but dark and when I find uh, some music, I always go into something uh, 
more like in the darkness but and there's always something that brings you up so it's not this is why i'm saying i don't feel it's sad there's this in between that i really like and i find it interesting to try to find this real balance i'm always trying to find this balance but not to be m too much in one side or the other side but for me party monster is probably one of the more bright of the album <laughs> my own <laughs> brightness i'm sorry but this is very subjective i know <laughs> well that's the beautiful thing um <laughs> the album's called endless revisions <laughs> was that because it went through endless revisions literally yes it's um, probably kind of a very uh a little joke from uh, every producer or i mean we all have this kind of process i mean probably you have this kind of process when you write or you know there's kind of endless revisions and uh, there's n there's a never end of there's a never ending story somehow so but I, i i like the fact that i had this name title that could evoke something kind of complicated but at the same time there's it's like the image of the album there's something complicated in th in the middle of something very simple which is just a dessert so i again it's this kind of balance that i really enjoy <laughs> makes me laugh alone but it's fun for me are you quite perfectionist yes i am I am perfectionist with many things, but it doesn't mean that I'm perfectionist when I play. Uh, because, for example, when I play live or DJ, I like when it's a little bit dirty also, you know. So I'm perfectionist, but I like this kind of accidents also, which I find interesting. And this is also the whole process of a performance that is interesting and very inspiring. So I'm, I'm a perfectionist that is a little bit... Uh, Disor dis disorganized <laughs> somehow. How, how do you know when a track is finished? Uh, it's difficult to say when a track is finished, but in general it's when there's this endless revisions you've done that and, and then I'm fed up with all these endless revisions, then I consider the track is finished. <laughs> so you wouldn't do a Kanye West and go back and take it off streaming services and give it another tweak? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have the money to do it, but maybe one day. <laughs> you mentioned playing live, and you released a live version of Endless Revisions, which is quite an unusual step um, in electronic music. Why did you do it? Mm, I didn't plan really to um, release uh, these live albums, but the album was released in Uh, October 2017 and then I did the live shows uh, with a collective called Collective Scale and we toured with the live shows like this and we were touring more and more and actually the live were like in many festivals and places and the more I was playing and the more the tracks were becoming something else because there's a part of improvisation even I know what I'm playing because I try to make the live uh, living because there's a kind of way of uh, improvisation uh, so there's a structure but not very structured so the more I was playing it the more the tracks were becoming something else so then we thought after Um, a while of touring and touring that maybe we should uh, release this new music that and it goes with the title somehow like this kind of endless revision so it's like kind of the answers of this endless revision it's like an echo 
to this title, definitely. What track should we play off the live album? Um, why not playing sometimes the live version? Because sometimes is a track that was released in 2004 and it was one of the tracks that was uh, played by many artists. And I kind of liked uh, the fact that I just play it uh, in the live and it's definitely not in the album, but I was just, I find it cool ju to just uh, revisit it and I like this uh, new revisited version. So. Let's play it.
So you're here uh, in Barcelona. You're going to be DJing at the Villa Habana, which is apparently a very nice place. I've, I've never been. Um, where do you uh, sort of see the difference between playing live and DJing? Like, Do you DJ a lot of your own music or is it a very different thing for you? I don't play so much uh, my music because there are a lot of music that is um, not in the right tempo. But when I can play some music, uh, I, I I play it. I try to play it, but I don't I I don't think like I should play my music. I'm really like this kind of DJ that like uh, I dig a lot of music, so I play the music I should play that goes together in my sets. So if I don't find a space to my own music. I don't play it, but I'm. I like to play my my music also uh, when I can. So sometimes I play my music just to try to try it and see the structure and see how it goes. And then on the Monday I'm back in the studio and just edit it a bit differently, you know. So it's good also to play it to try it just on the dance floor sometimes. Okay, so we're gonna play out. We've got one final track. Um, I want that one track that you're currently DJing with that absolutely kills it you mean one track for me can be yours can be someone else sorry sorry I thought it was again me 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 so I I was not sure it can be you it can be anything free a free reign as long as it's that track that that just kills the dance floor in a good way not kills it I don't know. I mean, if if we if we still uh, speak about my own music, there's this EP I just did on Dynamic. Uh, so, um, oh, I forgot the title. <laughs> what will be? There's this track uh, that I often play, and or I don't know, uh, through the bells. Also, there's this track I did on Permanent Vacations. Actually, through the bells, I pl- I really play it um, very regularly in my sets, and it's um, it's it's always work somehow. I'm I'm really excited to play it actually. Well, let's play that, Chloe. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me.